love that theme music, but why is the only song on my head right now Jack and Diane? I'm going to blame Ann for that. We're putting Jack and Diane in our head, and now it's in your head. Welcome to the show. Today is Tuesday, October 17th, 2023. My name is Frank Nicotero, and this is Punch Lines. The punch is for some comedy. We're going to have some of it today. And the lines, well, we're going to get into those with uh, two special guests today. Coming up, uh, a guy I met 20 years ago. Uh, on an episode of Street Smarts, uh, and he's since gone on to uh, have a huge career, and we're excited to have him here. He's a giant sports fan. He's coming to us live from Texas in about 15 minutes. Chris Harrison will be here, and in her triumphant return with some picks for you tonight is the lovely Alex White. So that will be happening later on in the show. Um, today is Tuesday. This is our seventh show, so this is like our 007. This is like our James Bond show, right, 007. You know who James Bond is, Ryan? I do know who James Bond is. Do you have a favorite is. James Bond or James Bond movie? Uh, Casino Royale. Oh, good choice. Probably, it is probably one of the best movies. Daniel Craig, excellent James Bond. So today, as I said, is October 17th, 2020. Oh, that's Ryan, our producer. I didn't really officially introduce you. I feel like people know you now, especially all the people who are subscribing. Make sure you hit the subscribe button. We really love the subscribers. We love the views. We love when you share clips. Yes, we do. Yeah, we had Alex on yesterday, uh, a little clip, the story he told about Michael Jordan. Andy. Uh, when he was Andy Martello. Up as the Blues Brothers and meeting Michael Jordan. We got like close to 3,000 hits, so that's good. Yep. Lucky number seven. Lucky number seven, yeah, 007. There you go. So, uh, Ryan uh, Spice McCormick, as we've nicknamed him, because McCormick, the spices. Uh, celebrity birthdays. I want to talk about some celebrity birthdays. We're going to try to do ones that have a sports angle, but I have to start with uh, possibly the greatest rapper of all time. Happy birthday, and I know he's probably watching Eminem. Happy birthday, M. Uh, I call him Marshall because we're friends. Marshall Mathers. It's his 51st birthday. And he's a sports fan. Look, he was on Hard Knocks because uh, he's a big Lions fan. He's from Detroit. Uh, so he, he merits a mention. He was on a Super Bowl halftime show, right? And uh, he also, uh, he once ran eight miles in a movie. Isn't that what that movie was about? Eight Mile? <clears throat> something like that. running and rapping. It was called Eight Mile, right? Rabbit? Something like yeah, that. Yeah, something like that. Um, what do you get Eminem for his birthday? Do we have a picture of Eminem on his birthday? Did you already put it up? Yeah, we've got the Slim Chance. I forget your birthday. The slim Chance. There it is right there. I go, Ryan, that's hysterical. Did you make that? He's like, no, I Googled it. But I gave him credit as writing it. Yeah, so happy birthday to Eminem. Thanks for watching the show. What do you get him on his birthday? What do you get Eminem for his birthday? Well, so you were talking about him being a big sports fan. Yeah. His Lions haven't won on October 17th since 1999. <laughs> His Detroit Tigers have never won on October 17th. They haven't been in the postseason in a long so time. So if I were to get the man that could buy whatever he wanted, I'd probably get him a Detroit sports win or a, a title coming up. Okay, I like that. Hey, I, listen, I coming from the Chicago fan. The Lions. And um, this is uh, something I've never told anybody, possibly. When I was a kid, <clears throat> I've never told <laughs> I, uh, I didn't have a bike. Uh, I don't know why we moved, and, and, and I would ride my sister's bike around the day. It was a girl's bike. Now, the, the, the girl's with bike. With the pom-poms on the side? What's that? With pom-poms on the side? pom-poms. It was a horn and a basket with a flower and a little bell. But it didn't have the bar. The boys' bikes had the bar right there, and the girls' bikes went like. So the kids in the neighborhood would kind of tease me. And uh, so I asked for a bike. I saw this in a catalog. See, back in the day, we had these wish books, Ryan, where you would pick something out of a catalog. And I ordered, a, I wanted for Christmas, a Detroit Lions bike. I didn't want a Steelers bike for some reason. But my parents, my lovely mom who's watching, and my dad, they got me a Detroit Lions because I always liked the Lions. So I'm rooting for the Lions. They're my NFC team. And they're easy to root for. They're a likable team. Uh, so happy birthday Definitely to Eminem. Likable coach. Uh, maybe get him a Slim Jim, Slim Stadium. Okay, let's move on. <laughs> uh, this is a posthumous birthday, but this fits with Vegas. The one and only Evil Knievel was born in 1938, passed away in 2007. Evil Knievel died at 69, which, by the way, a lot of people go, it's amazing he lived that long. This guy defied death so many times, and most famously, I believe, would be, and we have the footage, go ahead and roll it. Evil Knievel, this is in 1967, right here in Las Vegas, not too far from here. He attempted on a motorcycle to jump the Caesars Palace Fountain, which sadly is no longer there. I think Hell's Kitchen is there, which... I go to every year. Uh, so here's Caesar's Palace. So here's him taking, here's him making the jump. Uh, this is him showing off. Uh, but Evil Knievel would have been 85 today. So here's the jump, the attempt over the fountain. And let me just, spoiler alert, it doesn't end well. And bang, look at this, right on his back. Now that crash, he broke over 40 bones. Why they say over 40, I'm not really sure. Couldn't they give us an exact number? 
He broke over 40 bones, and he was in a coma for 30 days. So that was in 1967. So he was 29. All right, he lived another 40 years. You live 40 years after that, you, sir, lived a damn fine life. And I remember watching that movie as a kid. George Hamilton, my sister, and I would watch uh, Evil Knievel, Vegas legend, has a star on the Walk of Fame here. Uh, but uh, Eminem and Evil Knievel, happy, happy birthday, guys. And uh, uh, by the way, Eminem's biggest hit, Lose Yourself, which he won an Academy Award for from the movie 8 Mile, uh, he actually won an Oscar for that. And I read that that's the biggest pump-up song for athletes, Lose Yourself. Yep. Right? What's your biggest pump-up song? Do you have a pump-up song? Sheesh. I have a lot. Mine's probably uh, Jack and Diane by John Mellencamp because now it's programmed now. <laughs> or uh, for some reason all morning, I've been singing, want to get in the zone. I've been singing a Britney Spears song. We don't know if it was in a commercial. We don't know if I just watched her dance. I don't know why, but it's in my head. Do you have a pump-up song? Come on, you got to have one. I don't know. I mean, the one that comes to mind is yes. like Master of Puppets okay. by Metallica. Wow. I would have never thought Metallica would come out of Ryan. Ryan, I'm sorry. I, I don't know if I'm judging a book by its cover, but I, I pictured you for more. Well, you get Justin McCartney, that you looked like Justin yeah, McCartney. Yeah, Justin McCartney. Thought maybe yeah, plus something. I said rap for my walk-up music. Rap so. is, yeah, right, exactly. I mean, listen, here's the, here's the best pump-up songs. You can't go wrong with any ACDC, but Lose Yourself was number one amongst athletes in a poll I saw. And uh, there's a version. You know how, like, the line, oh, he's vomiting already, mom's spaghetti? Yep. There's a version. If you want to stay after the show, remember, you're on YouTube. You're watching a slide. Hit the subscribe button, okay? After the show's over at 1 o'clock, you can go ahead and Google Eminem's mom's spaghetti video. Someone edited together, edited, edited together a version of Lose Yourself with him just saying mom's spaghetti over and over. His palms are sweaty. Uh, mom's spaghetti, yeah, mom's spaghetti. Uh, mom's spaghetti, mom's So don't leave the show Bars. right now because we can, we can track you. Watch this show, then afterwards, watch Lose Yourself. Do we have any live comments going on yet? Yeah, we had a couple mention of Mom Spaghetti. Uh, B-Town Dummy says anything in the Rocky IV soundtrack. Um, B-Town loves Rocky IV. This is an argument between me and my buddy Christian who's watching. I think Rocky III is better than Rocky IV. Do you have a preference on the Rocky? Well, the original Rocky's the best, but three is better than four. I mean, you got two fights with Clubber Lang, Mr. T, and a wrestling match with Thunderlips, Hulk Hogan, and he likes the Russian one. And the other bad thing about four is... The Rocky theme wasn't used. They used all pop hits. They created a soundtrack because that was big. Do you have a favorite Rocky? Tell me you've seen the Rocky movies. I've seen them. I just oh, haven't right. seen them in enough to have an actual favorite. Oh, Ryan. You know what? If the next time you lose a bet, we're going to make a bet later probably on the show. Next time you lose a bet, you're going to have to watch all the Rocky movies. In a row? In a row. That'll, okay. be, your, that'll be your penance. No for problem losing. with that. Can I include the Creed movies? I, I was going to say the Creed movie is an option because now you're looking at eight or nine movies. So, all right. And any other live comments before we get on to Fast Takes? <clears throat> um, he called you an ultimate meatball. An ultimate meatball. <laughs> that's what. That, is that? An, that's a race. That's very that's a slur against my Italian heritage, Christian. No, he's actually referring to uh, when Thunderlips Hulk Hogan called Rocky the ultimate meatball. Bob I, Dell. What's that? Bob Dell said Bob Rocky Dell. Four is a long music video. Yeah, it is. Rocky Four is a long music video. Thank you, Bob. And I especially uh, uh, assume that he liked the James Bond reference. So he's a big. The James best Bond music guy. video, though. What's that? B-Town said the best music video, though. It's not the best. All right. Uh, Rocky III is better. All right. Let's move in to Fast Takes. Look at that, ladies and gentlemen. It's my name on the screen. It's possessive. I own these Fast Takes. Today's Fast Take, first number one, uh, Bryce's birthday blast. Now, the, the Philly games, if you're not watching the Major League Baseball playoffs, the sports book was great last night because we had football and baseball. So you had screams going on all the time with Dallas or or the, I almost said San Diego, but I didn't. The Los Angeles Chargers. And then you had the Phillies and Arizona, which, by the way, no one was rooting for Arizona in this room. And we're close to the desert. I was kind of surprised. But last night, this place was electric. Schwarber hits a home run on the first pitch. Unbelievable. So last Schwarber. night, as you can see, Bryce Harper hits a first inning homer on his third. This is so birthday. So this is where uh, we can still mention one more birthday. Yesterday was Bryce Harper. Bryce Harper, a native of Las Vegas. So he hits a home run. And he comes across the plate, and as you can see, he blew out on his fingers a 31. He went like this. That's his birthday. He says in the post-game press conference, oh, it just came to me. I call BS on that. I call BS on BH. Because that seems like something you think about before the game. All right, if I go downtown, I'm hitting a home run. I mean, the guy's, the guy's on fire. The guy's on fire, so he had to have known he was going to celebrate it. And then the flames. See what you did there? And I realized, okay, if I hit a homer in my next game that I hit in the major leagues, and I had to do my birthday candles as I come across the plate, it would be this, 
and then people at home are like, oh wow, he's doing jazz hands. That's what it would look like. So I'd be like, that doesn't look very tough. Bryce looked badass. I'm going, jazz hands. Um, and yes, you just found out my age, like you haven't already Googled. It might not have looked as badass had Bryce not have a beard. Yeah, the beard, the rugged, yeah. See this right here for me, I shaved on Sunday. This is like two or three days. And at home right now, you're saying, we don't see anything. I, I'll go the whole week without shaving. You want to see me on Friday? You want to see, like, a, like, I'll look tough on Friday. So get ready. I'm not shaving. Throwing the razor out. But, yeah, he became the fourth player to home uh, to hit a home run in the playoffs on his birthday. Uh, Colton Wong did it. I always want to call him Eva Longoria. If Eva Longoria hit a home run, that would be amazing. She would be the first female player ever in the Major League Baseball. And then to do it in the playoffs, Eva, way to go. It's actually Evan Longoria. And then a guy named Willie Aiken, who played for the uh, the Kansas City Royals in 1980. And th th when I saw this on ESPN, the four players who had home runs on their birthday, he was Willie Mays Aikens when I was a kid. That's what he went. I think his middle name was Willie. So it was Willie Mays Aiken. So to see Willie Aiken, I didn't like that. It's Willie Mays Aiken. And then I looked up his age. He's 69 years old. Well, I remember having his rookie card, nice. like in 1979 or 1980. How old were you in 1980, Ryan? My dad, my both my parents were five. Oh, my God. <laughs> Your parents were five. Lovely, lovely, lovely. All right, second and last fast take, and this will get us right into our very special guest who will be on in one second. I have Florida man or Texas fan. Our Texas fan is coming up. And the reason I mention this about Florida man is Florida's, Florida's on a hot streak right now, okay? Now, normally when I say Florida man, you would think, oh, God, he's, he's going to do a Florida man. Those crazy, crazy headlines. a million Florida man. Here, I Googled Florida man, and you know like a million come up, right? Here was my first one that I saw. Florida man, uh, Florida man busted with meth, guns, and a baby gator in his truck. That's just, a day, that's just a day in Kissimmee right there, you know? Why did he have the gator in the truck, you ask? He wanted to use the HOV lane? I don't know. I think in Florida that counts well, as an additional password. I, I've got one. You maybe got he, maybe he continued to Wendy's. Because I've got Florida man charged with assault with deadly weapon after throwing alligator through Wendy's drive-thru. <laughs> he threw the alligator through the drive-thru window. Oh, my God. He's like, go get, go get my Frosty. He forgot I need my, my nuggies. What's that? I need my nuggies. I need my nuggies. Damn it, is Wendy in there? I like my redheads. I can't believe he threw the alligator through. The so what, how big is the gator? We're talking like a two or three footer, right? Have to. Know. I mean, I don't, couldn't imagine he threw a... This has to be the same guy. This has to be the same guy. Or, or there, maybe this is a thing in Florida. Maybe they drive around. If you're got from, pets, if you're walk them on leashes. Florida, let us know if this is a normal thing. And we learned the other day that Florida, South Florida, is the only place in the world where there's crocodiles and alligators, right? Crocodiles have the U, or alligators have the U, and crocodiles have a V. And I'm doing U like University of Miami. See how go. I tie everything in together? I'm amazing. The reason I brought up Florida and... Uh, Oh, Christian, our Rocky fan, pointed this out to me. The three Florida NFL teams are all in first place, and it's week six of the NFL. That's pretty impressive. Show the standings. I mean, you got Tampa Bay. The Buccaneers are three and two. Baker Mayfield, uh, first place. There you go. It's even highlighted. Nicely done, right? And then you got uh, the Jags. That's a hand there. Right? And the Dolphins. So there you go. All three Florida teams. Or who did that? Was it not Ryan? It was Ann. It was Ann. Oh, it was Ann. Well, and I, I was mad at you for getting Jack and Diane in my head, but it's a great song. But Ann, way to go. Yeah, she highlighted him. All three Florida teams in first place on week six. Pretty cool. I don't know how long it'll last. I think the Dolphins are going to ride high on top all year. Jacksonville, I know there was a big bet. Some guy said the biggest bet he's ever made. It was on TikTok. He bet like 50 grand on the Jags to win that division. I think it's probably pretty good. Pretty good odds that he's going to do that. And uh, the last thing about Florida I'm going to say is Florida State. Florida State's ranked fourth, right? Yes, and that's, uh, that's, yeah, that's it. And we're going to talk college power rankings in a moment. Uh, she created her own list. Alex will be here to do that in a second. But first, ladies and gentlemen, I want to talk about Texas. Texas is having a time right now, too. The Rangers, can you take me higher? The creed is working. And yes, by the way, I did nail that note. I did nail that last note of Scott Stapp. How you doing, sir? Walking by the window. Okay. Um, I don't know if you saw this. The uh, Minnesota Vikings. Oh, no. Are starting to listen to Creed. <laughs> They're two and four, right? 
Hey, they just beat the Bears. They just beat the Bears. Well, does that is that an NFL? Come on, okay. man. All right, I'm sorry. He's a Chicago fan. Yeah, all right, so Creed. All right, let's see. Let's measure the rest of the year the power of Creed for Minnesota. But that feels like they're stealing it. I, that's, yeah. that's a little lame. <clears throat> and then, well, we got to talk about the Cowboys. And who better to talk Texas sports with than a man like I was talking about earlier. I met 20 years ago. Oh, I got to put on my headphones for this. Hold on. Uh, maybe he'll even sing a little Creed or maybe some Smash Mouth. Because that's the song we sang here when we worked together in Vegas. Ladies and gentlemen, host of The Bachelor, host of Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, and just a great guy, Chris Harrison, ladies and gentlemen. There he is. Frank, how you doing, buddy? Chris, yay. Last time I saw you was here in Vegas, and I'm back. <clears throat> I, I, that is, I was, first of all, uh, it's great. Congratulations on the show. Thanks for having me. Love listening and watching. Uh, but I am worried about your well-being, because you and I did, we shot... <laughs> A couple years of Who Wants to Be a Millionaire in Vegas, kind of like Evil Knievel, it is amazing you are still alive, Frank. <laughs> there was some nights. Uh, now, Chris obviously was very responsible. I did the audience warm-up. And by the way, it was my favorite audience warm-up uh, gig ever, right? Because we just had this atmosphere. It was like in the Thunderdome, right? We were in the round, and it was people who were giving away tickets. There were some paid people, but then also we had a lot of tourists. So it was just so much fun. Yeah. And we would wrap by like 6 o'clock, and there were some nights we went out, I think, one particular night at Ellis Island is probably my favorite night. Uh, and then Nellie would go on at 2.30 a.m. <laughs> and uh, we would uh, jump in the pool yeah, at we... uh, 4 and, and then make it to work. He was... It, was, uh, it was a train wreck, and but it was a great time. You know, it's funny. You were talking about that evil Knievel thing, yeah. and you're right. So where currently Hell's Kitchen is outside of Caesars, yeah. that, was the take, that was his takeoff point. Um, I walked through it with someone at Caesars and they said, this is where the, the takeoff ramp went and there's kind of an elevated area there and they launched and, you know, I, I was such a huge Evil Knievel fan, but at some point you have to think, was he just not that great <laughs> and what he did? <laughs> he did, <laughs> Ann is dying over here. He did fail quite a bit, didn't he? Yeah, you know, it's kind of like the Liam Neeson thing. At some point, is he just a really shitty father? Um, that's... <laughs> He keeps losing everyone in his life. And I think maybe with Evil Knievel, we have to think, wow, this guy we idolized, maybe he just wasn't good on a motorcycle. <laughs> this this is very possible. And it's amazing. He lived another 40 years, like I said. And did you have the Evil Knievel toy, the crank up thing? Remember those? You'd get that 100%. I had the old school one. You pulled the red thing out of the back yes. tire and then you put it on the ramp. Oh, 100% I had that. My brother and I were the biggest fans. He jumped over the Grand Canyon. He, you know, you lose that. One of the one of the big shows I did right before COVID uh, was the, you know, the Walendas. We talked the about them yesterday on the show. We brought them up. Yeah. So I just did, Sage Steele and I from ESPN did his last big walk over an, an active volcano. And when we were kids, it just seemed so much more of that. Maybe it was the novelty of it all. But, you know, now you have these extreme stunts, like jumping over the fountain at Caesars would be an amateur yeah. act now compared to what they do in Vegas at, you know, on the New Year's Eve parties and stuff, jumping off the Arc de Triomphe, down the ramp, all the crazy stuff they do. But when we were kids, the novelty of that stuff was just wild to us. And maybe because there was no insurance policies and nobody <laughs> cared if you died, they allowed you to do that stuff. And you actually thought he could fall in a volcano and just burn. <laughs> Jesus. And, you know, a lot of people don't realize Evil Knievel, most of his stunts, it was a Vespa. Not a lot of people realize that. A lot of people think it was just one stroke engine. But uh, yeah, even, I mean, I know Robbie Knievel did a lot of stunts. His son, Robbie, right? And I think, did Robbie pass away? I think he did actually, right? Maybe. I don't, I don't remember. I, I don't know. But yeah, he was, he was an icon. He was so huge because we just, again, you weren't exposed to that stuff. Like, I mean, the X Games... Mm -hmm. that's just a random easy night, you know, on the BMX bike or the ramp or anything they do. They are so talented, the crazy stuff they do. You just can't fathom. But back in the day, it was just, you know, that you would, we all tuned in. Millions of us would tune in to watch those events. Well, th there was only three channels back then, we like to say. I mean, that was, it, and I remember it was like, I think he, I, for some reason, I want to say Evil Knievel stuff was on ABC sometimes. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, I mean, that was like, you know, it was that. And, and heavyweight boxing matches were like a big deal on TV, too. And those things, daredevils and boxing. I remember going to my – we would always go to my uncle's house and watch all the Ali, the Foreman fights, you know, 
it was Cooney. Was it Jerry Cooney? Jerry Cooney. Uh, yeah. the, he he jerry cooney's nose would break and start bleeding as he walked out of the uh, locker room um just to get in the ring but yeah so he it, those fights sugar ray leonard uh, like oh. there were so many great fights and fighters back in the day i miss those my, my one of my best friends in pittsburgh mike o'day we still argue over uh sugar ray leonard marvin Hagler fights uh i was a sugar ray guy he was a Hagler guy and he's still to this day yeah. he's like sugar ray didn't get him down who are you on that i was uh I hosted an event in Vegas for uh, the Tiger Woods about a year ago, and Sugar Ray was on auction. We were auctioning off some gloves or something, and we were just messing around. So I went up to Sugar Ray on stage, you know, I'm being the funny host, and and he like threw three punches at me, obviously not not hitting me or I would be dead. But even still, they came at me so fast, I can't fathom facing him in the ring back in the day. Same thing with Ali. Yeah. Kids, go back. Speaking to the YouTube, when this show is over, go yes. YouTube Ali's early fights. It just, he would throw 20 punches before you knew what happened. Amazing. Yeah. But first you hit the subscribe button and then you search uh, for Muhammad Ali. Exactly. And then and, 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 and hit the tip button. You can, you can tip Frank Nicotero as well. Do we have that tip button? Do we have a tip button, Ryan? Not that I've seen. We should. We should get one though. All right, we're yeah. gonna get, we're gonna get it. See, this is why we have Chris on the show to, to let me know things like this. All right, Chris, this is a good time to be a sports fan in Texas. Last night, let's start with the how about them Cowboys holding on for that victory. Uh, what were your takes on that game? First of all, and I, I have one. You know, I'm picking nits now Please. on this new show of yours. But you put up that graphic. That graphic was not up to date as of last night. The Cowboys are four and two in the oh. East. Oh, uh, we are man. still behind the Eagles, but. You know, it's such a weird season. I actually just was going back and looking. Why do I feel the Cowboys have lost more than two games? It seems like it, yeah. And I, I, it's it's because they lost to the lowly Cardinals, and then they just got destroyed by San Francisco. So it feels like we're not 4-2, and two, but we are. But we still don't feel like <laughs> Super Bowl contenders. Yeah. And you have a week off this week to regroup, and then uh, – so that's, that's going to be nice. But – I mean, again, as soon as they, they have a big win like that, and the Chargers, I mean, the Chargers are just one of those mystery teams. But, I mean, what do you think? Yeah. The Cowboys' chance in the NFC? Look, Philly is not invincible anymore. We've seen their weaknesses. We saw them lose to the Jets. Uh, San Francisco leaves, loses to the Browns, which irks me as a Steeler fan. All three all three AFC North teams won. What do you think? What's the, what's the, the long-term uh, hope for the Cowboys this year? I know it's Super Bowl every year, but do you think they have a shot? Well, I, I agree. I don't think there is that drop dead team even Mahomes and Kansas City look beatable like you said San Francisco goes down everybody looks very beatable and gettable this year at some point and at the end of the day you still have to remind yourself this is not college football in the NFL the Jets are still very talented these are world-class athletes the Browns still have a world-class organization you know these are great athletes so you still have to go on the road and you still had to beat the Chargers it's still Justin Herbert even with a broken finger yeah. and Quentin Johnston at a TCU still an amazing receiver so these are still great teams you have to go win the winning in the NFL every week and week out as you know it's it's not given and so to go to go to I almost said San Diego as well I know. to go to LA and win that game it was huge. And so to get a win, we'll take it. Now you get the bye week. They just tell me, did you watch the game or did you listen to it? Did, no. like, did you listen to Troy and Joe last night? Well, you know, I was here at the South Point. And by the way, come down to the South Point Hotel and Casino. They do these The awesome... graphic is fixed. Thank you. They fixed Thank the graphic. <laughs> <laughs> and as soon as you said that, Ann went, oh, damn. So uh, she's got it fixed. So, Thank you. But So if you listened to the game last night, was it just me or was Troy Aikman biting his tongue to try and not say something really negative about Dak Prescott and McCarthy in their offense. Oh, really? I, it was he he caught himself several times to the point that Joe Buck actually called him out. And was like, "Are you okay, man? Like you're not well tonight." It was really the dynamic was bizarre, and I get that Troy's not trying to be a homer with the Cowboys, but I felt like he was about to unleash a little bit of criticism on Dak, and he pulled back because oh. look. Dak is not an accurate quarterback. He is, I know, I know Cowboy fans are like, we got to move on, all that. We're not going to move on. He is our, yeah. he's our franchise quarterback, and he's a good guy, and he's a good captain. Is he the greatest of the quarterbacks in the NFL? No, not by any measure. You wish he could have a little more vision, a little more mobile, and maybe a lot more accurate, because he's just not very accurate, and he gets people hurt. But 
he's our guy and, and we're going to ride or die with this guy. So just, just get over it. But I felt like Troy was biting through his tongue last night, not to say something. Do you, do you think it could have been because Kellen Moore, uh, the former offensive coordinator for the Cowboys now works with the chargers is the offensive coordinator for the chargers. Do you think Yo, Troy you, is biting his tongue watched, because of that? Maybe. You know what? Go back and watch the Shanahan, the San Francisco game. Look at Shanahan's offense. It is so innovative. He, like the Cowboys, Micah Parsons and them, who are phenomenal pro bowlers, were so off kilter and so off guard. You know, McCarthy comes out. We go three and out, run, 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 establish the run. It's just such old school offense with these dynamic players. And again, I, you know, Monday morning quarterback here. It's it's a little frustrating to see that offense so stale and just so it looks like we're mired in the early 2000s or late 90s, the way we run that offense. <laughs> yeah, that's the Steelers um, too, you, by the way. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, you know, it's like we're playing Big Ten football and the SEC has moved on without us. <laughs> that's totally true. And, you know, you were talking about Troy Aikman and I, 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 I was, like I said, I was at this viewing party they have every Monday night at the South Point, which you got to come down for. It's free to get in. You can win stuff. Um, the one thing I did hear Troy Aikman talk about was when they shot, I took a shot at Jay-Z and this meme that's been going around for years and he kind of addressed how, uh, are you familiar with this, Chris, that, that Troy Aikman kind of looks like Jay-Z? I heard Jay -Z. it. Brian, do we have no, it? We have it. We should. I heard this and I'm like, what is he talking about? And Eve, I think Joe Buck didn't even know what to think about this. Yeah, I think we have a shot of it. There's kind of a, we kind of split screen. This, there it is right there. So once you see it, oh you, my God. you can't unsee it. So he's, he's not wrong. He's not wrong. Someone, uh, there it is. So there's uh, Jay-Z and uh, <laughs> Troy A. So there you go. That's the combination of the two of them. Uh, but Man, uh, I, cover, I covered the Cowboys. I, I was a sportscaster in my previous life. And you know, I covered the Cowboys. And I covered it during the glory days. I was in Oklahoma City with the CBS affiliate. So we covered all of the 90s. And, you know, Troy was so good he was so big he was like ben roethlisberger back in the day for you you know Steeler fan out there uh, just how accurate he was how spectacular they were back in the day yeah um <clears throat> all right chris excuse me <clears throat> let's switch to baseball and i see a baseball up behind you what is that is that a signed baseball what do we got there I i'm not a big autograph guy but i this is uh, a nolan ryan i was gonna baseball I the best <laughs> And, and, you, and you can probably see, too, there's a picture of me and my grandmother. So on my 40th birthday there, I threw out the first pitch, the Ranger game, uh, with my grandmother was still alive. And so, you know, I'm not a big autograph person, but Nolan Ryan is hands down my favorite baseball player of all time. I used to skip school back in high school when he was pitching with the Rangers in the old Arlington ballpark, which was an absolute dump. But yeah. the, And we didn't have a bullpen. So... The, the pitchers, it's kind of like Wrigley Field. The pitchers yeah, would be right outside right the dugout. And so we would, you know, get there at the first baseline and watch Nolan warm up. And you could hear it when he had his stuff. I mean, it would just pop in the catcher's mitt. And so Nolan, he's my man. And, and this year, the Rangers, I'm a huge believer, Frank, and whether it's NFL, but definitely baseball, the team that is trending. Yeah. At the end of the season. And the Rangers are just on a heater right now. You know, to, to put it in Vegas terms, they are on an absolute heater. They are. Yeah. And they're so much fun to watch. I mean, and I, I mean, I think I think the ma the the matchup we all want to see is Philly, Texas. Could you imagine the, the, them both wearing the old powder blue uniforms during the World Series? The atmosphere. Powder blue versus powder blue. The old Mike Schmidt yeah. powder blue uniform to Steve Bouchelle. Steve Bouchelle, um, who later played for the Pirates and his sons of course. Richie Zisk. Richie Zisk, Al Oliver. I loved the old Rangers. So the Rangers came to town back about the time I was born in the early 70s. And, you know, we went through so many lean years. And I went to the World Series games when we lost, you know, to the Giants and then the Cardinals. And so, but this year, I, I just, I hate to say it feels like they're, they're that team of destiny. And I can't begin to tell you how much I despise Houston. Okay. Uh, I'm coming to you live from Austin, Texas. Okay. So I'm right in the middle here. <laughs> so there's a lot of Astros fans here in Austin. I am obviously a diehard Rangers fan. I grew up, born and raised in Dallas. So to say I hate the Astros is a gross understatement. <laughs> um, I will never get over cheating. And also I'm really upset at what they did to, to Clayton Kershaw's career in that cheating scandal and how they ruined his World Series. So I just, I will never let them off the hook. I do not like them. I do not want them to win. 
Yeah, I, I think, you know, look, the only silver lining last year was when Dusty Baker got a ring because I think Dusty's been great for the game. And I think I read yeah. something. He's impossible not to like. He's impossible not to like. I think Jim Rome calls him the lizard because he's always got that tongue going with the toothpick. But also, I read somewhere that Dusty Baker has had has participated in 3% of every game ever played in Major League Baseball history. Wow. That, that's if that's right, that is astronomical. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, because his play, I mean, he played for the Braves. I mean, I think he was, he, I think yeah. he was uh, on deck when Hank Aaron hit uh, 715. I think, I think Dusty was on deck with, when Hank Aaron hit his uh, home run to break Babe Ruth. But then he played for the Dodgers. I mean, he's been around so long, and then he's managed forever. I think that's accurate. I, I see Ryan furiously typing. Look that up. But yeah. And, he, and you know, and I, I think people feel the same way about Bochi at Texas is like, he's so beloved. I think everybody, he, he was so good for that clubhouse. You know, and when the Rangers started to falter a little bit towards the end and the Astros ended up taking the AL West, I think anybody else may have lost that locker room. But Bochy kept the clubhouse together and he drove them into the postseason. And now they are undefeated and they're just on this great roll. And I think Bochy is definitely the glue that's uh, kept them that vibe going. And I think in the postseason, managers are huge, right? I mean... Uh, you got, you know, when, when it's a rookie manager, like the Orioles, I think Texas, I just think, you know, the Orioles weren't ready. I mean, none of their players, they always say, oh, yeah. oh maybe they don't, they're not aware of the moment, so they'll play well. But I mean, Bochi, I mean, I, I bet Texas every game and I, they just, they, they look unstoppable right now. And I hope to see Texas in the rain. I'm so scared. I'm, I'm so scared to be optimistic about this because I mean, I'm just a longtime Rangers fan. You just feel like the worst is going to happen to you. Um, but man, I would love to, like you said, that Philly matchup, I know, and I'm speaking as a television guy, Yeah, I know the network is just begging that it's not Arizona I, and Texas. Right? That's just I, a, yeah. <laughs> they won Dallas that's a bad, Philly. <laughs> yeah, it's a bad World Series. Dallas, you know, two big markets, yeah. a lot of stars packed into that. That would be a great World Series. Oh my God. And Nolan Ryan, by the way, you know, I'm a diehard Pittsburgh Pirate fan, as you know. Nolan Ryan was a guy that I, I mean, you just had to love Nolan Ryan. And when I played wiffle ball, I'd try to pitch like him. And I got to go see him play when he was playing for the Astros. Um, this was at Dodger Stadium uh, in the late 70s, early. I, I was sitting in the bleachers and you could hear that pop of the mid. I mean, you, yeah. it just, it was different. And, and, and I think I read that the jugs gun back then, it measured the speed differently than it does now, right? I think now it gets it from the release point and that's why you get like 101. But when Nolan yeah. Ryan played, it was when it came across the plate. So obviously it's yep. going to lose some zip. Right. So adjusting, they I, he was like 104, 105 possibly. I don't know. I don't know if that's true. Or yeah, not. no, th that stat is correct. And that they, you know, they, they change it now. It's kind of like when you go to the combine and it's like, oh, he runs a, uh, you know, used to be 4-4. Now he runs a four flat, you yeah. know, 4.040. <laughs> it's like. That's humanly impossible. Yeah. <laughs> so they, they juice these numbers so much now. But you're right, Nolan. And, and by the way, if you're into documentaries, watch that Nolan Ryan documentary. It was very well done. Even some stuff I didn't remember back in the day. Uh, and I was just such a huge oh, fan I of his. Yeah, yeah. And, oh, it's spectacular. And also, the, guy yeah. would, the guy would have thrown at his mom. I mean, he, <laughs> he was so competitive. And he pitched the one game that I just saw online. 13 innings, 19 strikeouts, 10 walks, 245 pitches or something like that. And, and you know what's crazy is it, it, he had so many one hitters. Yes. Obviously, the most the it's most like no 10 hitters. Ten or eleven, yeah, it's ridiculous. Uh, I un I unfortunately that's my great regret. I went to so many games of his, and I saw so many go into the seventh, eighth, and ninth inning because and, and you'll see it in that documentary. He pitched so many complete games. Again, they didn't have the setup guy back then where you pitch three innings and then you take the rest <laughs> of the night off. Those guys went deep into the yeah. pitch count, and so. He uh, he had a lot of one hitters, a lot yeah. of two hitters. He had a lot of complete games, and I saw a lot of his one hitters where he would go into the seventh, eighth, uh, or ninth inning. And I thought this is going to be the night, and I've yeah. never, I never got to see any of his no hitters. I, I was one out away from a no hitter in Pittsburgh. A, a, a guy who wasn't even that good, a guy named Paul Wagner, uh, against the Rockies. At the end of the game, I was, we were right at the dugout. This is when the Pirates drew like three thousand people in the early yeah. to mid eighties. And Andres Galarraga hits a comebacker. It goes off his glove. And the shortstop, I think Carlos Garcia, tries to get it and barehand it and throw it. And he was safe at first. And it was like, it had rained. There was a rain delay for two hours, so no one was there. But I almost saw a no-hitter. I was one out away from a no-hitter. Maybe someday I'll see a no-hitter. That, that's uh, My sister saw a combined no-hitter at, at the Pirate at Three River Stadium. It was Francisco Cordova 
and so, a reliever. A re, I can't remember. So my sister, who goes to like one game a year, saw a no hitter technically, and I haven't. So I'm pissed about that. I and like I know- that they have. I like they. I like to have the Cowboys highlights running behind you. I, that Vegas rocks. Um, <laughs> they know. They know where their bread you know what sucks. When you're a Cowboys fan, in like last week when we just got dismembered, you know, in San Francisco, <laughs> lost by 85, I think it was, and you can't watch ESPN Sports Center for a week because you know people love or love to hate the Cowboys, so they lead ESPN every day, and when they lose. It's like great. It's like watching someone, you know, sleep with your wife over and over and over again. I'm like, enough already. Yeah. Um, so you know, luckily this week I get to watch ESPN because now it's highlights. Yeah, Stephen A. Smith. You don't have to. You don't have to endure his uh, cowboy. So rating. done with that guy. I, I, I'm so done with that. It's just guy. too much. It's just too much on the Cowboys. Yeah. Um, He's and, become a caricature of himself. He really has. You're exactly right. Um, and I know you want to talk about TCU. Uh, TCU this week. Who does TCU have again? They have Kansas State. Kansas, at Kansas State. And they're getting seven points, TCU. I was going to say, what's the line? At, you know, I, I, I like that. I, li- I would take TCU and the seven. Um, so a little inside baseball, I was at this um, – or inside football – I was at this uh, event in Arizona of all places, and I was talking to this quarterbacks coach who works with this young man, Josh Hoover. And at the time was was QB2 at TCU behind Chandler Morris, who this year was going to be his year. It's his team. Unfortunately, Chandler got hurt again. Kind of like, I mean, I feel so bad. Just like last year, Max Duggan comes in and lights up the world. Same thing. You know, Chandler gets hurt, and now Josh Hoover comes in. But this quarterbacks coach who's worked with Josh Hoover out of Heath, Texas, true freshman uh, said this kid is fundamentally spectacular great quarterback has all the skills you need um, great release great vision keeps his eyes downfield very poised so you saw against BYU this guy is not afraid to throw into coverage he throws a tight spiral got a great arm can throw the deep ball he's mobile enough Maybe the only knock is he's not huge. He's like right around six, six one. Um, but yeah, I so think, small. and I hate to say it, <laughs> I hate to say it for Chandler Morris. I, I think we may have upgraded again, and this kid might be pretty damn good. Damn. And so I like the seven because I think the offense is clicking now. Okay, I like it. We got it. We got a gambling tip here from Chris Harrison. I love it. And uh, what are you watching? Don't, don't come at well, me right. if we lose uh, Sunday morning. I'm going to put some money on it for us, Chris. And uh, what are you watching on TV? There was a documentary you wanted to mention, right? Or what was the show you were talking about? Oh, the Beckham thing. You're a big soccer you know, guy. I was gonna, well, I was going to ask you. You know, I'm a huge soccer guy. I played college soccer. And, you know, I, I was watching the Beckham documentary. And I thought, you know, I'm kind of like the Nolan Ryan thing. I'm like, look, I know Beckham's career with Manchester United and the national team. And I'm going to be pretty well-versed in all this stuff. Man, I thought it's like a three-part series, maybe four, and I thought it was fantastic. Really went into his relationship uh, with with Posh Spice, who he married. And um, what I didn't remember was I remember him getting the red card, kind of like Diego Maradona. His first World Cup, he got that real spiteful red card for Argentina and became kind of hated. I don't remember that red card for Beckham being such a big deal and like essentially ruining his life for years when he got kicked out in England and Hoddle, the manager for England, blaming him essentially for England getting knocked out of the World Cup. The world was against him. And I get it just didn't resonate here in America. But for such a celebrated star as Beckham, I don't remember him being such the villain for so long. It's I, It was very well done. The, the great footage of him back at Man U when he was 15 years old. Jeez. It's pretty cool. You should check it out. I'll have to check it out. Uh, David Beckham, I remember the first time I saw him, I go, wow, what a handsome guy. And then you hear him talk and he's like, hey, I'm David Beckham. He has a weird voice for his look. No, no. Well, he's very Manchester. You know, he was he was born and raised in Manchester and he definitely has that, that dialect for sure. But Look, I watched it with my fiance, Lauren Zima. I don't recommend you have your significant other in the room because there's a lot of like, ooh, wow. I'm like, yeah, no, he's handsome. No, he's, no, I mean, he's really handsome. I said, no, I get it. I get it. Okay. So maybe don't watch it with your significant other. All right. And uh, Ryan, Ryan has a question for you. Well, it, oh, not wait. necessarily a question, but my significant other, my girlfriend, wanted to say that. The uh, the bachelor and the bachelorette aren't the same without you. She, oh. she was thank big fan. Thank of yours. you very much. I appreciate that very much. It uh, it's uh, it was a it was a good run. 
uh, 20 years. Uh, but uh, I, you know, I, I do love it when people come up and say that means a lot. It just means like over 20 years you touched people and you got to know them. And, uh, you know, I will always be grateful for that franchise, just like I will always be grateful for Frank Nicotero being in my life. And it really is amazing when I think about when you've been in this business, it is a, it's a small world and our lives have crossed where, you know, Frank was hosting a show that I was on. And when I was doing Millionaire, he was the comedian and came in and crushed it. We spent a ton of time together and um, it, it's fun that our lives have intertwined so much. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And that, the, the, the Vegas, the, it was an epic run, man. And we all, we had so much fun. There was a group of people that I still know here in Vegas um, that, 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 you know, watch everything and, and still come out. What amazing. about Courtney? She's, she's watching right now. So you could say hi to her. Right are now. you guys still together? We are. <laughs> she's watching the show right now, probably freaking out that you just mentioned that. So there you go. Easily the longest shot in Vegas is that somebody is still with you. <laughs> What's it on the board? Let's check the board. I love it. I, they took it off. <laughs> they took that off the board. I love it. Chris, I can't thank you enough. Like he said, we probably met about 20 years ago. Here we are 20 years later. Uh, if you're ever in Vegas again, you got to drop by and see us. I can hook you up with a buffet. I'm telling you right now, that's on me. Uh, and, and you know where we're going to go. You know, we got our haunts. We will definitely we go did. back to our local haunt. I know. And then for some reason, and Roth was the stage manager, he's a good friend of yours and a big sports fan, uh, who I'll send yep. this link to for sure. The, our, our song of the summer was uh, All Star by Smash Mouth. And I remember we used to listen, and and when we were at, we'd be out, and some we'd just go somebody, went, and we would just start laughing. <laughs> it was the weirdest thing. We were downtown on Fremont Street, like at Binion's, sitting at like a two dollar blackjack table, and every time we get a blackjack, we're like somebody. Hey now, we're an all star. <laughs> it was good times, good times. Chris, By the way, it, 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 just, just so people don't hate us, it was ironic and it was reluctantly our song of summer because we just <laughs> we did that to ourselves because. We got so slap happy. Yeah. We had our own inside <laughs> jokes. Just we, we would shoot seven, eight hours a day, every day over there, yeah. um, right there behind uh, behind, Bally's. We, behind, Bally's. behind Bally's in yeah. the parking lot. There was a studio. Yeah, it's still there. All, all I know is it's where Tupac got shot. That's yeah. the corner of <laughs> you know, That's how you people want to come to, they want to come see the show. I'm like, well, it's like Bally's. And I'm like, do you know where Tupac was shot? They're like, yeah. I'm like, it's right there. Ryan, you have one last It's thing? right there. Well, it's right there. Your girlfriend chimed oh. in on the live chat. She said, hi, Chris. Love you. There you go. Love it. All right, Chris Harrison, thank you so much. Anytime you want to come back, you have carte blanche here. You're the best. We're going to root for the Cowboys. We're going to root. Uh, oh, and the Dallas Stars tonight are here, by the way. Your Dallas Stars are in town. I've never been to a Vegas game, but I have heard that it's, it's like college football. Yeah. I've heard that atmosphere in Vegas is phenomenal. Yeah, I can't wait. I'm, I'm going to go to a game uh, soon, very soon. But Dallas is in town tonight. And to talk about hockey coming up after this quick little break, we have Alex White coming up to talk hockey, college football, all sorts of stuff. Chris Harrison, ladies and gentlemen. Chris, thank you, sir. I'll text you later, buddy. Thank you. See you, brother. Later. Thank Love you, Chris. It. Excellent job. We'll be right back, ladies and gentlemen, with Alex White right in that chair. South Point offers all the types of entertainment you'd expect at a first-class Las Vegas resort. Did you know our 400-seat showroom is one of Las Vegas' top destinations for live entertainment? Enjoy live performances by classic Vegas entertainers, bands, and today's hottest comedians, plus a rock and dance floor. You can also enjoy live entertainment at the Grandview Lounge, where you'll feel all the vibes of old Las Vegas. Enjoy the music, and if you love to laugh, don't miss The Dirty at 1230, our very own free comedy show, every Friday night at 1230 a.m. in the Grandview Lounge. The Dirty is 100% free, so arrive early. Go to southpointcasino.com or call the box office at 77136 for today's performances at the showroom and the Grandview Lounge. When you're ready for your favorite cocktail, stop in and unwind at one of our seven specialty lounges. There's a bar around every corner, because you're in Vegas, baby. South Point Casino has plenty of attractions for the whole family. Catch a movie. Our 16-screen movie theater includes two XD extreme screens for the ultimate in viewing, sound, and luxury. After the show, treat the family to a variety of treats at our old-fashioned ice cream parlor, Kate's Corner. We scoop up a variety of creamy concoctions, including smoothies, hand-dipped cones, milkshakes, malts, sodas, and sundaes. At Kate's, there's something for everyone. And if you've still got time to spare, our bowling center might be right up your alley. 
Voted Best of Las Vegas, it's a great place for friends and family fun. 64 lanes, a pro shop, snack bar, and arcade. And while the kids are bowling, you can play slots and sip on a drink in the Alley Cat Lounge while overlooking the lanes. For our more serious and professional bowlers, the South Point is also home to a separate tournament bowling plaza. All right, we have a battle going on in the studio. Welcome back to Punchlines. I'm Frank Nicotero. We have a, a, a battle going on. What song will be stuck in our head more? Jack and Diane, All Star by Smash Mouth, or I Want to Get in the Zone by Britney. That's, uh, that's, three, that's a three mix right there. Surprised so there was no Swift song. So if we, if was, only there was a TV show called Three Mix where you could put three songs together. That's a show that I created that has yet to sell that Christian Hansen and I have pitched many times. Anyway, uh, let's get to our special guest to talk college football and hockey. She was here last week, and she's back. Ladies and gentlemen, sports betting analyst, it's Alex White. Alex, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Um, I can't believe you're making me follow Chris Hansen. Those are big shoes to feel. And now I know Eminem's watching the show. So Emma, I'm a little Eminem nervous watches over here. the show. I don't ever want Chris Hansen on the show because that means I've done something really wrong, I think. Chris Harrison. Chris Harrison. Yeah, it doesn't matter. I'm so sorry. That's okay. You're so locked in on your laptop right now yes. because you got numbers for us. And by the way, I, I didn't mention nailed it or failed it at the top of the show. Uh, I failed it. If you watched the show yesterday, I said 47-yard field goal uh, would be over, take the over on the longer field goal. I thought that's so fi Ball travels really well. Nope. Uh, as far as nailed it, I nailed uh, Chipotle chicken burrito. There you go. That's what I nailed <laughs> last night. So um, uh, anyway, Alex, you wanted to talk college football, right? Chris was talking about TCU. Uh, that's his alma mater that he likes. But um, you have some power rankings you wanted to go over. Yes, I do. So I know um, Chris A Chris Andrews. Chris Andrews was here, yeah. Or Chris Andrews or Chris Harrison. That's fine. It doesn't matter. Whew. Okay, so he gave out his top 10 he did. yesterday. So I'm going to give you my top 10, and you can kind of tell me how I did. Yeah, let's Our do that. similarities. Uh, I love it. Okay, so at number one, I have Michigan. Number two, Ohio State. Number three and four right there, about a .2 difference, Penn State and then Washington. Ooh. I've got Georgia at five, Oregon at six, Texas at seven, Florida State eight, Oklahoma nine, and Alabama at ten. Wow. Okay. The only ones you guys different, he had Notre Dame at 10. You have Alabama. He had Notre Dame, I guess, after their big win over USC. But you both have Michigan number one. You flip-flopped Washington and OSU. He has Washington at two. You have Ohio State. Okay. And then... Uh, was there another one? She had Florida. Did you have Florida? You had Florida State. At, uh, did you have Florida State in there? Florida State at eight. Yeah, he has them at five, and Georgia at six, Texas at seven. I think you had. And did you have Penn State in there? Penn State, I have third. Third. Yeah, yeah he has them at eight. But I think this weekend we should know, right? Penn State, Ohio State game. That's the game of the week. You know what's crazy is Ohio State is a four point favorite right now at home. Yeah. And that number is right. I almost my according to my number, I lean a little bit to the Buckeyes here. Okay. With their home field advantage. That home, boy, the horseshoe, man. I've been there and it is it's loud. It is one of the best atmospheres too. So uh, I look, I'm a Pitt fan. I, I always rooted for Pitt. I never rooted for Penn State. As I've gotten older, my hatred has has waned a little bit. I don't mind rooting for Penn State. Um, I'll root for Penn State this weekend. I know a lot of my friends who are watching are Penn State fans, so that's going to be an amazing game, and that could that could turn everything upside down. But, yeah, Michigan, everyone has Michigan. I saw ESPN with a power ranking. Everyone has Michigan at number one. They just look look good. I think except for my dad. Oh, really? I'm pretty sure my dad has <clears throat> the Ohio State sitting at number one. The Ohio State. Her wow. dad, Kenny, was here last week, I think Thursday. He was here Thursday or Friday. He was outstanding, um, and he gave us winners. He gave us winners last week, but um, – yeah, he. Yeah, Michigan. Wow, I don't know. It's gonna be a good weekend. And you're right. I do. I have Notre Dame at 11, like right behind Alabama. So those there you go. Yeah, and I bet you Chris would probably say the same about having having Bam at 11. I mean, Nick Saban, you can never count him out, right? But uh, Notre Dame with that big win, man. You I, and you know, I'm a UCLA fan uh, from living in Los Angeles. But even as a kid, I like UCLA. So I don't really love USC. I like watching them play. I like betting the overs on USC, which usually hit. But um, we knew they weren't going to go undefeated. They just, their defense is no good. Right. They were going to lose a game and Notre Dame won. So there you go, Notre Dame. And I this, love them. this week they're playing Utah. So the total's down a little bit because ah. Utah's known for their defense. Yeah. I still think that is one we can circle and look to the over. 
All right, that's a good tip. I like it. USC, yeah, because, I mean, Caleb's going to be, I mean, he threw three first-half interceptions, I think, last week. So he's going to come out with something to prove. Try to get back in that Heisman race right now because right now it looks like Michael Penix up at UW. Uh, it looks like he's probably the leader right now. But Keller Blaine, he already won one. So let's, let's share. Share. Share, the share it around. Let, let other people. Uh, I also want to point out that the Aces play tomorrow night. The Las Vegas Aces, which I didn't mention last time. That's the WNBA team here in Vegas. They're coming home for that game or no? That's One no, more in New it's York. It's still in New York. If there is a final game five, it's back here in Vegas, right? right? Okay. So they could finish it off. We do have a couple injuries. And okay. Chelsea Gray is one of them for the Aces. It is a huge swing in the line. You can tell the respect that they have for her. Yeah. She was the MVP of the finals last year for yeah. the Aces when they won. Yep. So it's looking like she's not going to play. It might be a tough matchup for them in New York, but we'll see what happens. It is a good team. You can't count them out. Do you want them to win in New York tomorrow just to get it over with? Or Absolutely. Do you want to you see, see them come home and clinch it here at home? You can't even go for that. It's, okay. there's, yeah, don't even want to sweat. Take the win. Yes, you can't have them come back here and it be 2-2. That is just that's that's scary. too much. Yeah, because yeah, anything could happen. What was that, Ryan? I said don't want to have to sweat. Yeah, you want you don't a want to. celebration Although coming back. Yeah, Mike, Mike Wilbon on ESPN is, is ranting how dead the atmosphere is at the Liberty Games, though. He goes, it's dark. They hardly put any lights on. And he goes, everyone's like, no one really gets into it. He's like, the Aces are my team. That's his favorite team. So he wants it to be one in, in Vegas and the celebration afterwards. And the crowds here have been amazing. I watched the game. Uh, the Game two, I watched. So um, the atmosphere is amazing. So I, I, I'll go with you guys. If you're fans, let them just win. Would it be kind of cool for a final game five? I don't know. I mean, awesome. we'll take it as long as as long as we finish this yeah. one way. As long as we keep the title in Vegas, that's all that matters. <laughs> um, and let's talk about Thursday night football. You want to talk about the the Saints, right? The Saints are one. What's the current line? Saints are one or three. What I do think we it's up to three. Saints okay. are three um, three point favorite at home against the Jaguars. Okay. So I think that number is without Trevor Lawrence because it opened right. up a Saints minus one, I believe. I've been reading. I've been listening. I think Trevor Lawrence is going to play. So if you like the Jags, take them now, which I did. I took the plus <laughs> three with Jacksonville playing in New Orleans. Yeah, I mean, because ja I mean, look, Jacksonville—they're they're the leaders in their division. Yeah, everyone's nervous about Trevor. So many injuries. I know everyone says this. It just seems like every week, star players are going down or out. Or I mean, but you look at these guys. There's football highlights on right here. These guys are gigantic. I take one of those hits. I'm done. I'm out. I mean, these guys get hit so hard and thrown down, and they're, they're protecting quarterbacks as much as they can. But uh, I forget who famously said it. Uh, and this was back in the 70s when you could literally, like a guy named, was it Turkey Jones? Chris Andrews on Turkey something. Took Terry Bradshaw and picked him up and threw him on his head. Like, like literally, you thought this man's dead on the field. Uh, but someone famously said, quarterbacks, you should make them wear dresses because the way they get treated. And that was 40 years ago. Now, I mean, they're, they're definitely taken care of. Glass slippers. Uh, what's that again? Glass slippers. Glass slippers, yeah. I mean, I, and you know, Herbert, I mean, everyone, all these quarterbacks have some sort of injury every week. It does feel like there's there have been a lot of injuries this More year, More this though. year. I don't, I don't know why that is. Uh, and, you know, here's the thing. We were talking about this before the show, Ryan and I. The Olympics are going to have flag football in 2028. I saw that bunch of commercials last night for yeah, Monday Night Football. Exactly. And, by the way. We broke that story here yesterday. We were first to it. We were first on it because I saw it announced right before we came on. But they're talking about possibly using pro players. There's no way the teams are going to let them play flag football. There's no way. I mean. Maybe? I don't know. Well, there, what's the risk? Well, I feel, if, I mean, it's, it's going to be in July and it's going to yep, be in Los Angeles. Be. And I think it's going to be, that's right, when training camps happen. Yep. Right, right. So what if, like, you put Mahomes out there. It's not going to be Mahomes. He's not going to do it. But just say Mahomes. Let's say Caleb Williams because it's, what, five years from now. So Caleb Williams. Is a pro now. He's probably the best in the league three or four years in. They're not going to let him go out and play flag football against Turkey or you know what I mean. It's it's yep. just not going to happen. Yep. And and I guess I shouldn't say what's the risk. There's always risk. There's always yep. risk. So yep. well, I remember there was a running back, and I can't remember. Uh, MTV used to do rock and jock uh, events, you know, and they had a flag football event, and InSync was playing, and Dan Marino would be there, and there was a rookie running back for the New England Patriots, Robert Steven. I, his name's if anyone knows it, live comment. He ripped his knee. He caught a pass in the end zone, ripped his knee. I don't know if he ever played again, but I know his career was never the same. He was a rookie, New England Patriot, rips his knee in an MTV game. Ryan, if you find it, let me know. But uh, Rod, I'm going to say Robert 
Robert something, and he ripped his knee playing a charity fun celebrity game. He was never the same, ruined his career. Right. So I can't see them taking these $300 million investments and letting them play. All right, so listen, uh, Chris was talking about the Dallas Stars. That's his team. You're a Vegas Golden Knights girl. I know they're playing here tonight, but you, uh, you, you're a big hockey fan. I have a hockey sheet here, and you have a couple hockey picks for us tonight. You know we always like to end the show giving you guys a couple picks that I will go over here and play. Oh, by the way, I now have the, uh, the South Point app on my phone. So I can just, boom, right here. So what do you so like convenient. tonight? Yeah, it is. So we'll start right there. Um, you mentioned Dallas Stars coming to Vegas. So Vegas knocked the Stars out of uh, the playoffs last year yeah. to go on to win the Western Conference and then win the Stanley Cup. This is a great revenge spot for the Stars. Ooh. But I'm not betting against the Vegas Golden Knights, <laughs> but I am going under six here. Under six, okay. Two very good goalies, two defensive-minded coaches. Last year in the regular season, Dallas actually won all three games. Okay. And all three of them stayed under. They won 4-0, 1-2 in a uh, shootout, and then 3-2 three, three, in a shootout. Another so, under, three unders. Yep, three unders last year. And even the three games that were played here in the playoffs, two of the three stayed under. <coughs> Excuse me. And that right now I see that currently at six. That's, it looks like it's about six here at South Point. Um, so Alex likes the under and other, uh, other hockey action that you like. Okay. So that was boring. I know people hate rooting for no <laughs> goals. I know that. Yeah, exactly. But this is a woman who's this, she's a sports betting analyst. Listen to her. She knows what she's doing. Well, and, and yesterday we talked about NFL. How many have gone under? So yeah. Sometimes 11 it's the way and two. To go. And Dallas, Dallas and, and the Chargers went under. Yes, it did. So like 12 and two were the unders. And by the way, the happiest man, Chris Andrews, who's home, not feeling well, Chris, get better. We know you'll be back. Uh, they, he, the book, book loves that. Yes. Yes, they do. <laughs> so I'm going to give you an over and that is Tampa Bay and the Buffalo Sabres in Buffalo. It opened at seven. I see wow. some spots have six and a half. So okay. I like over six and a half here. I'm going to ask you this, Frank, Tampa Bay has played three games. How many goals do you think were scored in those three games? By them alone? Not, not oh. by them. Total. 14. 25 goals oh scored <laughs> in their first three games. Last Tuesday. Okay. I was on the wrong side. I said take Nashville. Ryan was on the right side. He said over in that game, and it hit. So I like this over here in Tampa Bay. And, and by the way, that's the only over that I'm seeing. Uh, it's at seven. That's, that's the highest over of the night. Uh, if you can get it at six and a half, even better. Um, now, here's, the, here's what I want to end on. We were talking with Ann, our producer, uh, about the Grand Salami. Now, if you're oh, not yes. familiar with this, you know, come down to the South Point. All the casinos around town probably offer it. The NHL Grand Salami, if you're new to gambling, what it is, it's the over-under on how many goals on the whole night will be scored. So right now, how many games do we have? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine games. It's 57 and a half here at South Point, according to my sheet. And uh, I'm, again, I'm the, I'm the idiot fan that likes to bet overs. So I've never bet this. You've done this bet. I have done this bet. It's a fun bet, right? Because then you're watching every NHL game. Yes, And absolutely. every score, you're like, yay or oh. So would you usually tend to bet overs or unders, or is it mixed? I, I am an unders better because I did learn from my dad. And okay. we're looking for value with unders and underdogs. So I would probably lean under. But in this case, I mean, in hockey, you also have, you know, those yeah. streaks. Yeah. So if you can get on a good streak where you're getting goals after goals, Throughout the night, then yeah, that would be a good over. Are right, you going so over tonight? I'm gonna. Well, and, and you're taking the under fifty-seven and a half. I'm taking the over. And do we have a bet on this? Do we have any consequences? Okay. Ah, a coke. <laughs> We're betting a coke zero. And around here, ladies and gentlemen, that is liquid gold for Ann and I. That's what keeps us going and keeps me up doing the show. And Ryan, do we want to make any sort of bet on the game tonight? Because uh, you're a Golden Knights yeah. freak, right? Well, I will be at the game. You're tonight. going to the game. I will be going to the game. All right, you got to take some pictures to bring them back tomorrow. Uh, I'm going to go with Chris, Har I'm Chris Harrison because Chris did the show. He's a Dallas Stars fan. I'm going to take Dallas. Okay. So do you want to do a wager tonight? Yeah, the, the same friendly, friendly wager. Friendly wager. Bring you a jersey to wear? So if I lose, I'll have to wear a Golden Knights jersey, which I've never, I've, I've only ever worn a Penguins one. Oh, wait, I had to wear a Blackhawks one last week, too. So you might see me tomorrow in a uh, Golden Knights jersey. Now, if if Dallas does win, what do you what do you what's going on with you? I don't know. That's that's for you to set. It could be. You know, we have the we have the movie theaters oh, here man. at the South Point. I said you'd have to go see the longest running film. Yeah. Do I have to go sit work. through the Swift tour? <laughs> that is the longest current movie. Oh man. And by the way, the Taylor. It's not uh, just go a Knights. movie. It's like a concert. We'll figure something else out, maybe possibly for Ryan. All right, end of the show. Happy birthday, uh, posthumously to Evil Knievel. Happy birthday to Eminem. 
My thanks to Chris Harrison for being on the show. My thanks, as always, she will be back next week. Alex White, she gave you tonight the under on the Stars and Knights game, and you also like the over on Tampa Bay Buffalo, right? Yep. All right, and she also gave you college power, power rankings. Lots of action. I'm going to watch baseball for sure tonight. I, look, I, you don't. You, I mean nothing when I give bets, but take the Phillies in that home field advantage. The over. Another great, what's that? The over. The over, I know. And you can get the Phillies, by the way. They're over at like uh, five and a half or something. Just just they're over. I would take it. But Four and a half. Four, what is it? Four and a half? Four and a half. Overs, that, Philly, Philly, four and a half, half plus 105. I love it. I'm wow. going to do it. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for watching Punchlines. Do me a favor right now. If you haven't already, click the subscribe button. It's really important to us. Share this show. We're building steam. Share the clips. Post on social media. We will be back tomorrow with live in the studio, Murray Sawchuck, magician, comedian, hysterical. We'll be doing some sort of magic here tomorrow, live in the studio. So it's going to be exciting. And my jazz hands. There you go. Uh, we'll see you tomorrow on Punchlines. Share, subscribe, like. Thank you. Good luck tonight, everybody. Grand Salami.